It's a great joy to be with you today, King's Church Hastings, and uh, really looking forward to this opportunity to share the Word of God with you uh, today. I'm not sure whether you are watching this from home or maybe even in an in-person meeting at the building, um, but uh, you are very, very welcome, and I trust that God will speak to us through his word today. I guess, and I'm really hesitant about this, but I guess we're beginning to dream um, about what life might look like as we gradually emerge from this pandemic. The reason I'm hesitant is because every time someone tries to predict what's about to happen, something else happens. And um, but, but in taking our time as we emerge, and we do need to take our time, I'm really praying that we don't have to go backwards after all. Um, obviously things are a little bit unknown, but you do start to feel, don't you, that things could begin to lift and we're on a roadmap, a trajectory to kind of move forward into the next season of our lives. I don't know how you've handled the last season. I don't know how you've particularly handled this time of, uh, of this pandemic. I think for a lot of us, it's been a very, very frustrating year. I think for some of us, it's felt like a valley and a very long, dark valley at that. I'm sure for many of us, it's been a bit of a trial, a bit of a test. I know for myself personally, I had plans for the whole of last year that got completely dashed. Things that I wanted to do, I've not been able to do, of course. Um, and for some of us, it's been a time of genuine loss. Uh, one church I know, I was talking to the pastor recently here in London, um, has 50 families who have lost someone close to them, which is huge. And uh, it's, it's been a very difficult season in our lives that none of us saw that was coming. But I have a question uh, for you today. And it's basically, is, is, has this whole season been like an inconvenient interruption of our lives um, something we kind of just survive in and get through sometimes something that I'm glad all that's over and now we can kind of get on with our lives or is it actually a very key time has it actually been a season of what I would call vital preparation in other words pre-covid Many of us are just not where we should have been in our lives. And certainly as a, as a church community, we may not have been where God wants us to be. But as a result of COVID, rather than it being an inconvenient interruption, it's actually been a wonderful time of preparation for something remarkable that's about to happen. Could it be that we'll actually look back in the future on this particular season and thank God for it? Because as we look back, we start to see all the things that God did in our lives as a result. And that, for example, post-COVID Christianity is actually about radical followers of Jesus. And not people who just popped along to a building for an hour and a half on a Sunday morning, occasionally. But that something emerges from this that's very, very different. Or even a different kind of church. Because there's so much about the pre-COVID church that needed to change in order to be made ready to 
move into the next season that I believe God has for us. So we could see that this is a season that's not been what we planned, but certainly has been in the plans of God. Not wasted at all, but actually essential. And you know, if there are things that we as a people are not ready for, and suddenly this sort of thing happens, it could even be seen as the grace of God. So that he allows us to have this season to get ourselves ready for the great things that God has for us in the future. But ready for what? (laughs) What would be some of those things that we were not ready for beforehand? Well, I absolutely believe that the needs of our society are going to be huge as a result of this COVID pandemic. I mean, things were pretty clearly messed up before we went into this, but it could be that they're now a hundred times worse. And that actually the distress that people have felt through this time in throughout Hastings um, are actually a hundred times worse and, and are actually going to go on for many, many years to come. And we as a people need to be ready to meet the needs of those kind of people and I'm not sure that we have been but maybe we're getting to a place where we perhaps will be able to meet those needs. Um, Maybe it's because we've been called to make disciples and we know that's true but maybe before Covid we just weren't really doing that very much and now we're being forced into a position where we really can and shall make disciples of people where we are to reach out to people who are unchurched and people who are marginalised. Maybe we're being made ready to be truly salt and light in our society. Perhaps God's preparing us because he wants us to plant many, many churches. Wouldn't it be wonderful out of King's Church if churches were planted uh, uh, across the area that you live in, even into other nations, and maybe before we weren't ready, but now we will be. Here's one that you won't like. Maybe we're being made ready for potential persecution. And by that, I mean that you can, I can see that the way society is going, it's that more and more people kind of like what we do, but they really don't like what we believe. In fact, they even stand against it. And you can see it's not going to take much before the Christian church that really stands for the purposes of God beginning to be persecuted. Maybe we weren't ready for that, but maybe as a result of COVID, something's been built into us that helps us to face the possibility even of genuine persecution. And here's one that you will like. I believe we're being made ready for a huge harvest of thousands of people coming to know Jesus, a powerful revival. And if that is true, maybe we just weren't ready for that, but maybe we're now in a position where we can be made ready for a coming revival. But some of you, if you're really honest as you're watching this today, will say, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready for those things. And you know what? I'm going to add my name to that. I'm not ready either. I just don't feel I'm in a state where I'm ready to see those things come to pass as a result of this last year that we've gone through. Some of us are feeling exhausted Some of us are just not ready. And even as a church, look, we've not even met for a whole year. How could we possibly be ready to move into sorting out all these issues? So here's what I believe is the word of God for you, King's Church Hastings. And I believe it's a word for the church, just across the Western world particularly. And that's this. 
the best way to be made ready to get prepared for what's about to come is actually a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And a fresh outpouring for the Holy, of the Holy Spirit for two main reasons. First, that we ourselves as a people emerging from this COVID pandemic, we the church, we need restoration and we need renewal and we need refreshment from the Holy Spirit. And secondly, we need to be empowered freshly for the mission that God has called us to do together. And without this fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we simply won't be ready. We will not be fit. The only thing we could do is do things in our own strength. You know, in Zechariah chapter 4, the prophecy, the prophet says this, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And he prophesied it to a group of people who were rebuilding the temple, but they've been doing it in their own strength. And when opposition came, they gave up. They just got tired and exhausted. It actually got bored and they stopped building the temple of the Lord. And not by might nor by power is talking about human effort. And God speaks to them and says, look, you've run out of all your human effort. But by my spirit, when my spirit comes upon you, you will be able to do these things. So let's turn to a very well-known passage of scripture, Isaiah 61. And I'm going to read these four verses to us and then apply them just briefly this morning to our situation that we find ourselves in today. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a faint spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They, who's they? Well, those who have been healed and set free and those who have been made oaks of righteousness. I think it's talking about people like you and me. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many many generations verses 1 to 4 of Isaiah 61 is the future of King's Church it's our future as the people of God but it is referring primarily to people who are unchurched people who do not know the gospel do not know Jesus people all around us who are far far from God but we cannot do these things to reach them unless the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So verse one is so vital. The whole thing changes on this one sentence. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to do the following. That's such a key for us. And so for Jesus who began his ministry in Luke chapter four, he was given Isaiah 61 verses one to four to read, which he did. And then he said, today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, 
this is about me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He'd just been baptized in water. The spirit had just come upon him. Now he was ready to fulfill this scripture. I find it's interesting that it's only from this moment onwards that Jesus begins to do Isaiah 61, 1-4. He literally begins to do these things because the spirit of the Lord has now anointed him to do so. And you and I know that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the same spirit upon Jesus then came upon those early disciples. And they were able to then say, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us. And what did they do? They went out and did Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 4. They healed the brokenhearted. They set the captives free. They preached good news to the poor. And here we are 2,000 years later and nothing, my friends, has changed. That same spirit that came upon those early disciples is the same spirit upon us. So we today in 2021 in Hastings can say the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captive free. The spirit of the Lord is upon us as oaks of righteousness to raise devastation and to rebuild and to restore things that have been hugely lost. Now, as I look at Isaiah 61 with you today, I have to ask myself this question. Am I ready right now as COVID has come into my life for the last year? Are we ready as a church to do this stuff? I think in all honesty, the answer is no. We, the people of God, as a result of this last year, are tired. We are weary. Some of us are scarred. Some of us are feeling really wounded. Many of us feel half empty. I've spoken to lots of leaders of churches over this last year. And do you know what? Uh, the leaders of our churches, many of them are just great men, women, and, and they still love God passionately. They still believe the promises of God. No one's giving up and going away. But when I speak to them, they say in all honesty, we just are not in a good place. We're feeling tired and weary. We need God to come to us so that we can go to people who don't know him with all his resources being poured into our lives. It's kind of like we need our broken hearts being healed. We need to be set free from things that have bound us. We need justice spoken into our justice and i love this a year of the lord's favor i'd go for that wouldn't you just a year of god pouring out his favor and blessing upon us in a new way some of us are mourning and some of us if we're really honest we feel like we're more in ashes you know you know rather than in beauty and we're still under a faint spirit rather than knowing praise and glory we feel faint-hearted and when i read verse 4 of isaiah 60 uh, one, that they shall build up ancient ruins and raise up the former devastations, repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. I don't know about you, but I right now, as I look at my life and those around me, I think we need a season where we are being built up and restored and repaired. How is this going to happen? It's going to happen by us asking for a season of a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So here is my plea to you this morning. And it's this. Can we together start to hunger and thirst 
for a fresh outpouring of the Spirit? Can we as the people of God begin to anticipate God moving, expect him to come upon us? You and I know that we can't make the Holy Spirit do anything. Wouldn't it be terrible to try and kind of pretend or, or make up for him? He, you can't make the Holy Spirit do anything, but you can ask him to come. And we as a church, by the way, can give him room to come if he so desires to do so. So I'm suggesting that as we begin to emerge out of COVID pandemic, that we need as a church to go through a season where we have this moment of being restored by the Spirit. I'm almost nervous to go into the next part, <laughs> to rush out into the cities around us with the gospel, unless we ourselves have been healed and restored. What would that look like this season of Holy Spirit being poured out upon us? I think it would be a lot to do with knowing the presence of God. I think it will be about taking our time in God's presence and not rushing on to the next thing. We may have a season, I'm not saying it's going to go on forever, but a season whereby we pray a lot with one another. We minister to one another. What joy it will be to lay hands on people. You know, every person in King's Church has been affected by this in one way or another. I can't wait to pray for our children who have gone through such a difficult time and what about our youth who desperately need a touch of God and our students and people who are isolated and lonely and the single folk and the married couples have had some difficulties throughout this time and and those annoying people in your church who have actually sailed through the whole thing and have actually quite enjoyed this season aren't they annoying they also even though they don't know it need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit upon their lives what will these meetings look like? Well, honestly, I don't know exactly, but they will look like something that looks like Isaiah 61, where we'll have time, maybe longer gatherings, where we just give time for the Holy Spirit to come and kind of massage the life of God and the healing and the power of God into our lives. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just longing for it right now, <laughs> that it will start this process. Is it presumptuous to ask for God to move by his spirit upon us? Can we really honestly pray for these things? Are they on his heart? You know, are we asking for something he's not willing to give? Well, I believe with all my heart that the answer is he absolutely wants to give the Holy Spirit more than we perhaps are even prepared to ask him. So, for example, in John chapter 7 and verse 37, it's an interesting passage. It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Isn't that what we need to be experiencing right now? And then John, who's looking back on this moment, these prophetic, as it were, words of Jesus, makes this comment in verse 39. Now this he said about the spirit it's about isaiah 61 whom those who believed in him were to receive for as yet the spirit had not been given because jesus was not yet glorified and now looking back jesus is now glorified sat down at the right hand of the father he has now poured out his holy spirit upon us so we as the people of god are able to say the holy spirit is upon us and there are rivers of living water 
Don't get me wrong, it's not like under COVID that the Holy Spirit has somehow been in lockdown and not able to do things. He's been doing things all the time. But I am suggesting that we all coming out a bit wounded and battered and tired and exhausted can expect to be confronted by a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit because we desperately, desperately need it. And I love this verse in in, in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. If you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I think we're on solid ground when we as the people of God come to him and say, Lord, we need you. We need a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. You know, in the 1960s and 70s in the UK, the church was fundamentally very dry, didn't really have much Holy Spirit activity. There would be a few pockets, but not a lot. And then towards the end of the 60s and certainly through the 70s, there was a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, now known as the charismatic movement. Basically, lots of people in lots of denominations, in fact, all denominations, just started to get hungry and thirsty. They started to ask, there's got to be more to the Christian life than this. And you had church leaders starting to preach more about the Holy Spirit as this hunger and thirst uh, grew. And then as a result of that, many people came into a fresh experience of the Holy Spirit they'd never experienced before. Christians, Spirit of God living in them, but now experiencing the Holy Spirit as a real person empowering their lives and gifts of the Spirit started to happen and people being baptized in the Holy Spirit laid hands on others to that they might be baptized in the Holy Spirit as well. It was a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit because God's people were hungry and thirsty for more. And churches were born during this time. King's Church, Hastings, was born at this time. You were birthed as a result of a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I was just a kind of teenager in a Baptist church and I was just not interested in God. I was made to go to church every Sunday. I was utterly rebellious. I sat with all my mates on the back row every Sunday and we just caused as much trouble as possible. We were rebellious, we were anti these things. During this charismatic movement, a hunger and thirst for God started to emerge all around us. And I and many others got born again, and then we got filled with the Holy Spirit. We started to speak in tongues and began to see God move. Our youth group grew from 30 to 100 in the space of a year. It was kind of dynamic as God was moving amongst us. I I would say that, that it was pivotal in terms of of a new day, a new era in the life of the church. Now we roll on, you know, 40 plus years later, and we've just gone through this huge, difficult time. Surely you can understand why, because of my experience and because of what I see in scripture, I'm desperate, I believe it's the answer for God to come again by his Holy Spirit. We need a new charismatic renewal. I look at children in our churches, I look at the youth in our churches, and I look at them and I say, I think if only you could experience what some of us have experienced in the past. People who are isolated, the mourning, people who need a a desperate move of the Spirit. I've just been asked to do some teaching on the Holy Spirit, and I said to some people, why do you want me to do this? They said, well, because you know about all that stuff. 
And I just replied, you know, I'm longing for a day. I will do this, but I'm longing for a day when you don't ask me to do this, but a new generation emerges with their own experience of the Holy Spirit, where they passionately know about the things of the Spirit and they can impart this to other people. Finally, and let me close with this. If I'm right and that we do need this season of the Holy Spirit to come and we're expecting him to do that, then it's not an end in itself. If this season comes, it's all for us getting ready, as I said right at the beginning of this word, for us to reach out to those who don't know Jesus. It's to kind of overflow. Often in scripture, you'll see a, a picture of, of the city of God or the temple of God, and you see a river running through it. It's there from Genesis right through to Revelation. It's like a, a, a river, supernatural rivers flowing flowing through the people of God. And what's always interesting is it never gets stuck in the city. It never stays in the temple. Think of Ezekiel's vision flowing out to the nations of the world for healing of the nations. And if we do experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it'll flow out. It'll equip us so it goes to the nations and to the people around us who don't yet know Jesus. This post-COVID world with its distressed people. Jesus looked upon the crowd, it says, and uh, he was filled with compassion because he saw them as harassed, as sheep without a shepherd. I think when we emerge from this, we're gonna look around Hastings and surrounding district and we're gonna see people more than ever as harassed, as sheep without a shepherd. You know, you and I, we're sheep too, but we've come to know the shepherd who provides everything that we need for our lives. How wonderful it will be for us to be filled with compassion as Jesus was and to reach out to those who don't yet know Jesus so that they can come to know this good shepherd who can change and transform their lives. Isaiah 61 is for us as a church because we need it, but it's even more so for a world that doesn't yet know Jesus. What good news this is, should there be a mighty harvest, as I believe there will that many, many people's lives will be transformed beyond recognition through the power of the gospel. Can I pray for us as we close? Father, I want to thank you this morning that you are more willing to give the Holy Spirit than we are to ask. I pray for us, King's Church Hastings today, that as we begin to rearrange things and plan meetings and talk about church and how we could do things in the future, that we don't forget that what we really need above all else is a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. So with anticipation and expectation and hunger and thirst, we come to you today and pray for you to come and meet with us as your people. Please would you come. We want to see Isaiah 61 in our day and our generation. So in order for that to happen, let the Spirit of God come and anoint us, each one. So Lord, I pray with, with real faith that you will cause us to know a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that Jesus might be glorified and exalted and this whole town might be turned again to know you. We ask it together in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm still looking forward to the uh, time when I'll be able to come and be with you once again in person as a church community. But until that time, I want to encourage you to keep looking to Jesus and to keep expecting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in a fresh way. God bless you. Amen.